What's happening, people? It's another episode of the Giants, guys. Yes, I am late. I apologize. I was coaching some football, which is super cool thing to do, right? I need some extra light on in here. Wow, I'm all blinded. Like, that's way too bright. All right, cool. I'm going to get the guys in here. So I apologize for being late. You're listening and watching another episode of the Giants, guys. I'm a sweaty mess. Uh, I was coaching linebackers today. I was coaching cornerbacks today. It's an awesome day for a ton of reasons. So thanks for uh, hanging out uh, with us. I'm going to bring in the boys because, of course, they're also part of the Giants guys. It's not Giants guy. So let's bring in the truth. What's up, Mike? What's up? What's up, Fred? What's going on? Not much. Let's get Chris in here. Chris has got his glasses on his head, so I see him like in the background. He looks like he's got like four eyes. Um, <laughs> bang! Yo, Chris. Hey, what's up, Greg? Hey, Mike. Right. Hey, guys, how how pumped are you guys? This is craziness. Like, okay, let's just let's take it calm. One, this is the Giants, guys. Two, it's a it's basically football season, right? Because we've been reading, writing, watching going to camp, all sorts of stuff. So um, I'm just going to, of course, tell you uh, that we're brought to you by Astroflave, which is a new age supplement. You guys all should go out and check it out, astroflave.com. Uh, whether you're a gym rat, whether you're a um, you know weekend warrior, whether you just need a meal replacement, whether you're banging plates, you're doing CrossFit, you need a little bit of uh, something, you can stack them. They got great stuff there. Now, I will say my favorite stuff is is – Definitely not available right now, okay? But uh, that's the truffle peanut butter. I love it. Anyway, we love the guys at Astro Flavors. So make sure you guys check those guys out. Gentlemen, I'm going to read a list here to tell you how freaking cool this is time of year. One, the Giants announced seven names that will be entering the ring of honor. We have cuts. We got guys getting signed. We got injuries. We got guys that are not engaged in actually doing any work. And we got a preseason game coming up. There's probably a bunch of other storylines too, but there's only so much so much time in the day. So at 8.20 p.m. here on a Tuesday, like we always are, and I was, yes, I was a little bit late because I had to get my I had to get my coaching credential, and that ran a little bit long. So I apologize. I hope um, you're back. But thanks for tuning in. Did you pass? I did. I passed. <laughs> Good. My, my, my felony charges are long in the past. Um, <laughs> so let's dig into this, gentlemen. Um, I'm sure you're aware that the Giants announced seven names into the Ring of Honor. For anyone that doesn't know what the Ring of Honor is, if you're in the stadium, it actually is the facade, the ring around the stadium. The, the New York Giants have always honored their uh, their top players, their best players, their uh, players that have contributed to the, to the franchise in ways that, you know, you can only dream about. Of course, you know, your YA Tittles and your, you know, your Giffords and your Lawrence Taylors, that kind of crew is in there. And this new class, gentlemen, is seven, which is a lot. Like they might have to put that, they might have to put like bring down a billboard or something, <laughs> or maybe make the TV screens smaller to add on some names. Um, so let's go over these names real, real quick. And then I'm going to play a, a, a quick kick ass video. One, um, 
any of these names, truth, jump out at you long overdue outside our, our friend. There's two specific names that are our alumni that are no longer living. Uh, truth. What do you think about um, Rote and Patton? Well, well, give me a list again, because um, I didn't I didn't see the whole list uh, that you obviously have. Let me handle this. All right. So the I guess you would consider it the um, alumni, the older group of guys that are no longer around was is Jimmy Patton. Okay, so Jimmy Patton's getting in, and Kyle Rote. Kyle Rowe, yeah, two good players. Yes, yeah. so those two gentlemen are no longer with us, but they are getting in. Then there's this super, I mean, I got to tell you, super cool wave of running backs, Joe Morris, O.J. Anderson, and my favorite, flying high Rodney Hampton. And then, of course, to round that off, our good buddy, Leonard Marsh. So truth, any of those guys jump out at you um, that maybe maybe should have gone in a little earlier or you're just glad to see him get in? Well, yeah, when you talk about the two old-timers you named, um, Pat and Rolf, they, they should have been a long time ago. They were, they, were, they were phenomenal players. And, of course, these were before our times. Um, I like I love the other guys that got in, and I was I'm kind of surprised that Roddy Hatton got in only because of his injuries. But he was he was lightning when he was healthy on the Giants, and he could have been, barring injuries, that guy could have been something for the Giants. Really, he could have he could have set a lot of records. Yeah, I mean in franchise history, if you go like Giants, um, Mount Rushmore, you could probably go, maybe Webster Gifford. You know, Morris, Hampton, Barber, you know, like um, there's a, you know, if, if you're right, he, he did get injured, but he had four or five unbelievable years. I yeah. always consider, I always consider him, Chris, I always consider him the original 27 because yeah. after that <laughs> they gave it to uh, Ron Dane and they mm-hmm. gave it to, um, I think they might've given it to uh, Andre Brown, uh, you know, They've been passing 27 around for years, but to me, he was the, uh, even Jacobs. Yeah. So any mm-hmm. of these names, Chris, uh, wrote Patton, you know, yeah. let our, our, our good friend, Leonard Marshall, OJ, mm-hmm. any yeah. of these guys like a fan favorite to you or anything stick out for you? Uh, well, the one, thing, one thing that stuck out with Jimmy Patton, I mean, I'm before my time, but the guy had like 52 interceptions and had like 11 in like 1958. So, and that was in a, in a league where they played only 12 games and they didn't, and they throw, they didn't the throw the ball. The ball. Yeah, so that's unbelievable. Um, yeah. but, but Joe Morris, I mean, he's, you know, when Giants are waiting to get back to the playoffs, I mean, he was right there in the front, you know, to lead the way. I mean, when you talk about Sims in the Ring of Honor, Bavaro and, and uh, those guys from 86, I mean, how could you not yeah. have Joe Morris with that, you know, offensive line behind, in front of him blocking? I mean, Joe Morris, I believe, was long overdue as well. Yeah. Well, and you're right. He's not a Hall of Famer, but Ring of Honor, when you talk about how the how this team in the 80s made that turn, yeah. he was part of it, a big part well, you of don't, it. You don't win a Super Bowl without Joe Morris. I mean, like, you just don't. I mean, the guy was grounded pound, and he yeah. made and he made unbelievable, like, you because he was a tiny guy. Yeah, he just, just for the younger guys, he squatted over 500 pounds. Just 600 pounds, Chris, 600 wow, pounds. Wasn't that much. 
I mean, and you always heard defensive uh, linemen and linebackers. They could never find them, right? Just like you hear about some of the guys today, like Boston Scott with the Eagles. You could never find him. Imagine Joe Morris, right? Even smaller. Uh, Can't find him behind the line, so. Okay, and of course, way long overdue. We have been behind this one for for quite some time. Is our LSU buddy, you know, Leonard Marshall? Congrats, Leonard. Yeah, yeah, I mean, hundred percent. I mean, you know, you're talking about third all time in in uh, sacks, second all time in tackles. I mean, and he's and he's just he's a quality human being. You know, he, he was a great interview. I've gotten really friendly with him and some of his family members and just good people. I'm really super excited for him. So just so you guys know, we've known for a long time he was going in, but we promised that we wouldn't say anything and we honored that. Um, but we we did make the Leonard Marshall, you know, T-shirt that we have. We're trying to fill the stadium with Leonard Marshall 70s. Because we want Mara to know it was a good choice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, so I'm going to do this for you, gentlemen, because I downloaded this. This is, listen, the the man had a long career with the Giants. It's long overdue. I mean, when you think of defensive players, honestly, when you think of defensive players in the 80s and the early 90s, you know, of course you go LT. Of course you go Harry Carson. Of course you go Carl Banks. But then you go Leonard Marshall. Mm -hmm. The or again, I'll say it for you guys in the back. Third all-time in sacks. Mm-hmm. Second all-time in tackles. This guy is an enormous boost to that 86 through 91 defense, right? And if you don't, if you want to hear the interview, you can go uh, to the Giants guys on YouTube, watch the interview. He will tell you some unbelievable stories about what was it like getting a contract to play with the Giants. It wasn't easy, folks. I know that, you know, they give money out now like it grows on trees. You know, one of your best players, you know, they ask him to, like, basically take a special teams type of contract. I mean, it's it's it's, it's aggravating to say the least, but exciting that he made it. And this gentleman is for, is for all you fans out there that maybe don't know who Leonard is and the people who do. Reason's 30-yard run set up a field goal that got the Giants to within one point before the 49ers were dealt the most severe blow they could have imagined. Courtesy of Giants defensive end Leonard Marshall, number 70. Montana looking. Plenty of time. Rolls away now. Runs away. Marshall had fired the shot heard round the football world. Montana was plotted. Leonard Marshall caught him with his helmet right in the middle of the back, upper part of the back. You know, a good, legit hit. Woo! I mean, if that's a football right now. If that, if that don't fire you up, you are dead, people. Okay, listen, I'm going to play it again because what I want you to pay attention to is this the 49ers, okay, fullback Tom Rathman was a mean dude. Mm hmm. He throws Leonard to the ground, okay? Leonard is on his face, okay? Like, he's out of the play. He's out of the play, all right? And then Lawrence Taylor overshoots Montana. Yeah. And then um, Leonard bear crawls. You want to know why your kids bear crawl? If you're a football dad out there or a football mom and you watch your <laughs> kids do bear crawls in football practice, this is why. 
that this is exactly why they do bear crawls because a 280 pound man bear crawled his way to putting Joe Montana out of a career. Okay. Joe Montana didn't play another down for the San Francisco 49ers. When he came back, he went to the chiefs. He was done. They carted his ass off. All right. Watch this play. Wait, wait, wait. Before you do that, you made a great point about LT, what he did. That gave that gave Marshall that half a second to get him because it, it made uh, Montana stop. Yep, and he was he was a sitting duck right after that. Think about it, Truth. If he doesn't stop, Taylor blows him blows his ass up too, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, want you guys to watch this one more time. Hang in there, folks. I am telling you, this this gentleman's going to the Ring of Honor. We hope you guys will, will invest, you know, the twenty bucks for a T-shirt and support him. Yes, you might not know who he is. But this is why you should know. Reason's 30-yard run set up a field goal that got the Giants to within one point before the 49ers were dealt the most severe blow they could have imagined. Courtesy of Giants defensive end Leonard Marshall, number 70. Montana looking. Plenty of time. Rolls away. Now runs away. Marshall had fired the shot heard round the football world. And Montana was plotted. Leonard Marshall caught him with his helmet right in the middle of the back, upper part of the back. You know, a good, legit hit. Whoa, I'm still fired up. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Got it. That 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 is what football used to be like for you young kids. That's what football used to be like, and that's how the game was played, where quarterbacks got their ass kicked. Okay. Yeah. Um. So Leonard Marshall going in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. We salute you, my friend, and uh, we are um, uh, stoked that uh, we have become uh, fast friends. Um. Uh, in the store, nygiantsrush.com. Go check out the store right there. It says Rush Store. You can check it out. Drop down menu. You can buy a shirt. Uh, in fact, hold it right there. I'll show you what it looks like. <laughs> All right. So we have the old school Giants logo. Okay. That's the logo they wore in the 80s, my friends. Okay. All right. We're selling them. We, we're going to fill the stadium up with seven. I hope you guys will support. The money that uh, that we raise is actually going to the Leonard Marshall Foundation, which, by the way, um, goes to supporting uh, secure and safe college campuses. Okay? You can look it up. It's the Leonard Marshall Foundation. It's a really, really unique and cool foundation. Um, that supports colleges with education and security and all sorts of stuff, education on, on just making college campuses more safe. Okay. Which is always a super cool thing that probably doesn't get enough attention paid to it. So thanks Leonard for all you do. Um, and please, if you have a shirt, tell a friend, uh, if you don't have a shirt, think about it. It's a $20, you know, investment. And, um, we'd love to fill that stadium up with seventies show Mr. Mara that it was a good decision. Yeah. All right. Yeah, move it. I'm going to get you guys involved here. I've done enough talking. Let's talk about, let's talk about camp. Let's just talk about camp. Chris and I went to camp. 
on Sunday. We watched a little bit. Truth, I'll start with you. Um, I know you weren't at camp, but I know you love to follow with what you you know what goes along. Anything uh, about camp? Let's not let's not talk about cuts or bubble guys yet. Anything about camp that sticks out for you that that should be uh, noteworthy? Uh, no, there was a there was a brief thing today that I saw, uh, and I, I saw the press conference with uh, the head coach, and uh, he was going to uh, give uh, Taylor more snaps for the first unit, and I think a lot of people made a big deal out of that, and I, I don't see it as a a bad thing for Daniel Jones. I, I just see it as something of a precaution, uh, so Taylor could get used to snaps with the first unit. So that's the main thing I saw. Okay, Chris. Anything, yeah. uh, you know, camps, you know, folding up, it's done, right? Mm-hmm. What, what, what did you get? Like, a, a, anything at all that jumped out at you that, like, maybe, hey, wow, look at that, or, or something maybe you were disappointed in? Uh, Aziz, we were there the other day, um, and he, he, he didn't really play much uh, on the 11-11s. He did some work on the side. But from, from what I'm hearing is he's fast. Obviously, he's big, but he looks, he looks very fresh, and he's fast. So he took that a couple days. Um, the patchwork on the offensive line. I'm still concerned about this team gelling on the offensive line because there's these injuries right now. Well, these guys need to play together, and that's that's the concern I have right now is the gelling of that offensive line. Yeah, um, you know, so Lemieux has a toe issue. Azudu is kind of banged up in some way. Uh, the good thing is this, guys, is is Azudu can play guard and tackle. So once he's healthy, it was a good draft pick. I was not high on the draft pick, but watching Chris, uh, Chris and I watched him play. And uh, he's a good player. Yeah. He's a good player. But, yes, the offensive line is a concern once again. Um, I don't think – I don't – I'm not sure Feliciano is the answer at center. Lemieux is hurt again. I think Lemieux is going to be fine. But to Chris's point, the reason why this team has sucked for so long well, – let's just call it what it is. The line has sucked for this long. Okay? It just has. Like the offensive line, I think the last two years are ranked 28, 29, 30th. They're always terrible. Glowinski was a great pickup. Neil, great pickup. Thomas is going to have a great year. Those three guys look great. The center the center, and the left guard are a little mm-hmm. bit suspect. If Azuda wasn't injury, injured, I think I would feel a lot better. Yeah, and they rushed for 177 yards uh, in the preseason game against the Patriots. Now, it was against their twos and threes, but... You know, that, that that was good to see that they were able to run the ball and the offensive line actually had a push. So and hopefully uh, these guys Brennison, get back. Brennison played well. you got to yeah. give that guy a lot of kudos. He played yeah, well, well. I think we're going to see him at guard. If, if Feliciano yeah. can go, I mean, it's so very gray area with Feliciano. Is it dehydration? What is it? Because he's missed a couple days. I think he was back today maybe a little yeah. bit. I, I guess Brederson may be at center if he can't go, and then um, you'll see uh, – you know, Max Garcia at guard. I, I hope Felicio comes back because you're going to need him to take Lemieux's uh, spot. Uh, I, they, they did sign that cat from Detroit. Holden. I haven't heard much about him. So he played. Didn't he play? Will Holden, I saw him playing. Okay. I didn't know really yeah. how he did. did yeah, he did played in the fourth quarter. I saw him playing. Yeah. So. How'd he do? Did, I didn't, I didn't he really looked do. okay. I mean, they had, that, they had that that last drive that they scored. Yep. So he did a good job. I mean, they, I think they all did that. That uh, third string woman, they all that unit. Right. I think they did a good job. It'll probably take them some time to pick up the language and so right. forth. Right. But let's 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 dig in a little bit deeper. Let's dig in a little bit deeper. Okay. We know that the offensive line is a work in progress, but we got a decent feeling that they can run block. This may be a team that we may have to run the ball 20, 20 22 times, or, you know, or 
or throw those bubble screens to Barkley or those, you know, those, um, those flood passes to Barkley. Like we may not be able to go downfield because we can all admit that the passing game still looks like crap. Okay. And there's a couple of reasons why, uh, Chris, I'm going to start with you on this. It's stuck. It's a thorn in my side. Mm-hmm. Um, we were going into the season complaining about the DBs and the DBs look pretty weak. And that is a concern. <laughs> now I'm just as concerned about the wide receivers all over again. Like, I mean, we, uh, and I'll go down the line. Your number one is not a number one who doesn't really seem like he got, he cares because he got paid $74 million. I tweeted out this afternoon that he is literally getting paid top 20 wide receiver money. There is 193 wide receivers in the NFL. He's getting paid as a top 20, and he's non-existent, Chris. He's non-existent in practice well, or yeah. anywhere. Well, he, he did well today. I mean, they got they got on the ball. I think he did seven seven for seven on, on, on throws to him. But I think we're being a little – we've all ganged up on Galladay, right? I mean, look, when Jones went – before Jones went down, he didn't have any touchdowns, but he actually was getting receptions in the game and some yards after the catch. You know, when you're talking Fromm and Glennon, everything went downhill. And I know everybody focuses on the alligator arms. He didn't lay out. Yeah, he probably should have laid out. But I, I, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. I, I really think he has something to prove. I really do. I I, I think he knows that, uh, you know, he needs to uh, show better. And, okay. and I think in this system, he's motivated. So we got to okay. see what the, when the bullets start flying for real. September 11th. <laughs> All right. Well, I will give you. I will give you that. I am. I am. I will give you. That. I want to be optimistic about it. Yeah. I just have like an issue with, you know, he drops the ball, he's throwing his helmet or whatever, he's getting all pissy because I just, I just don't see it. He just doesn't seem like a guy to me. He wants to grind for seventy four million. You know what I mean? Um. But let's move. Let's keep moving down the pipe. Truth, Tony. He's hurt again. Mystery, right? <laughs> and, I, and I try to read up on that today. See if, what's the story? Like, what is is the injury? It's it, everything is an unknown. And there's a lot of guys they have unknown. So I don't know. I don't. I, I can't figure this kid out. It looked like the other day he was fine uh, running routes, and I saw on YouTube he looked good. Then suddenly he don't play the first preseason game. Now he's now he's missing MIA right now. So I I can't yeah. figure it out. Chris and I were on the, were uh, there at training camp on Sunday, and he was, you know, on the sidelines, you know, working jugs machines and stuff like that, just standing around. And it's just disappointing because, like, we we were talking about this last year. We talked yeah. about it all through the season. We it's the same story, right? Um, let me lo- let me open up the comments here um, to see. Hey, Mark Thompson, what's happening? Glad you're in here. Of course, Sarah, what's up? Glad you guys are jumping in here. Um, I remember that hit. I hope you remember that hit, Mark. Mark Thompson. I think everybody remembers that hit. Joe Montana. <laughs> Joe Montana. Trust me, still remembers that hit. Um, so, like the Tony thing is just under my skin because I'm just tired, man. Like it's year two. He's still hurt. He still has issues. You know, Craig, we've been down this road, and 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 truth with these giant players that have this history. Uh, it reminds me of, and it's a different style of player and not as electric as Tony, but Sonoris Moss, right? We expected Sonoris Moss to be like his brother Santana. But even going back to Miami, he had all those injuries. When he came to the Giants, he always had the nagging hamstring, could never get on the field. And now Tony, going back to Florida where he had some injuries, I feel like it's the same thing. It's just not going to end. It's just constantly something. He's Is he, is he that fragile? But it's always – it's always something that is holding him back injury wise. It's a horrible, horrible rerun. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so I just, I, just I mean, my my thing is, is that like we all defended him, then we got mad, then we defend him. I'm tired of the ping pong. Like 
get on the field and play. Get on the field and play. I mean, like, and then like Truth just said, you can't, you don't even really know what's wrong with them. Right. Although I will say this, guys. If this was week two, week one, going into the first game, do a lot of these guys practice, right? I mean, maybe they held these guys back because you are in the third. You're only going into the second preseason game. And I get the feeling that you know, you had 20 guys the other day that did not practice that were off to the side. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes me wonder if this was a regular season, do a lot of these guys do practice? And he's yeah. just holding them back, being more cautious. Like he was with disease, right? He didn't want to tweak that hamstring, held them out those first three weeks, and now he's back. So – I'm, I'm kind of trying to take a little bit of solace in that, that maybe Dable is being extra cautious here so he goes into week one with healthy players. And 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 I hope so because, again, like it's just – it's another first-round draft pick bust. Like, you know, and I'm not saying he's a bust. I'm just saying that he's on the path to, to be, be a bust. bust. And, and by the way, a bust doesn't mean he doesn't have talent. The bust is just he can't produce. You know what I mean? Like Jamaris, Jamaris, Jamarcus Russell had talent. But when he got in the league, he couldn't produce. He couldn't. He couldn't push through the talent. And if Tony yeah. can't push through the talent, then he's just a rapper. You know, right uh, now he's supposed to be a football player. Yeah, and last year the Giants did lead the league in and in, in games lost by their players. And I'm looking at the report today. They have three guys on on pup. They have 19 guys injured. I mean, that's a lot on your roster. Yeah. that you have and, and a lot of them are showing unknown like i said earlier yeah so, there's a blake martinez no one knows what's him he's just not there well i did read something on him today saying that they're holding back and they, and they he'll be ready by opening day they said they're just caution with him they're not yeah. gonna let tight lip on everything like a zuda yeah. very vague even with a zuda what the issue is yeah i really keep moving down the, the wide receiver chain because that's again like I think we're going to get smoked on the DB side of the ball, but I think our pass rush may make up for it. You know, Jones stands no, whether Jones is good or Jones is bad. I just don't think he's going to have the right opportunity because now we got a banged up line and we got these receivers. So you want to give Gallaudet a, a, a little bit of a pass. Mark, I'm going to put this, I'm going to put this up on screen because Mark Thompson, of course, always has got great research and a great point. Uh, KG bowled out in the first two games, laid out a setter, then tweaked something. The Saints game wasn't bad. And then everything fell apart. Remember, he had, uh, KG had 129 games, uh, 129 yards in game one. Great yeah. point, Mark. I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, it, it, but it just feels like ancient history. You know what I mean? Like, like after that great game, where did he go? You know, like I would think he would want to come back with a little bit of a vengeance this year. Well, I, well, after Jones, he had nobody. I mean, the whole offense looked like a high yeah, school. Yeah, they were Glennon and, and from horrible. No, He's I mean, it. right now. Like, right, right now he doesn't look – like, I just watched a couple, a clip, a couple of clips on uh, YouTube, him running routes. He looks like he's in slow motion. Like, I mean, like, you know, and then Tony yeah. runs him, and Tony's like, 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 you know, lightning fast. You but know? he was never a burner. Uh, Gallup was never a burner. He just no, used his size. But, but it makes him look kind of half-assing. That's mm -hmm. my point. Like, All like right. just, you know, they. I'm not saying he is half-assing, and I'm just saying that, like, the aura, what he's putting out, makes it just like he looks disengaged. All right, but once we give him a pass, we can go to Tony. Hey, Craig, and off that, week one, he makes that diving catch on the sideline. He puts that – he high ball, high points it. Everybody will forget. He's got to show out for the New York fans. And, and, yes. And it. That's it. They just want to see you want to be here. They paid him 70 New York fans million. are forgiving, right? Giants fans are forgiving. If you – you know, we'll beat you up, but as soon as you rebound and you show it, we're going to love you again. And that's yeah, what he needs to do. He needs to earn that love back. That's what they are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
at the end of the day, everybody wants to like Galladay. They're just right. waiting for him to do something for $74 million. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So now we come down to the third guy, uh, uh, Robinson. Okay. Robinson, great pick. Um, you know, he's, um, I don't think you're seeing everything basically. I don't no, think you're not. Yeah, they're not, even though it's probably installed, they're probably not going to show you a lot what Robinson can do. They don't want to no. give that away. Your fourth guy would be Shepard. Shepard's on injured reserve. So you right away, you're looking at Colin Johnson. And doing good. He's doing good. Yeah. Truth. That kid can play. Got good size. I mean, six foot six, you know, he, and he actually showed some separation, a lot of his routes that he ran that first game. And, and truth, when, when Craig and I were at camp on Sunday, if you didn't have the numbers on Galladay and Colin Johnson, they look exactly the same, right? Right, Craig? They, yeah. The body types are so similar. Yeah, if you put those guys, uh, truth, in just blue jerseys with no numbers, you wouldn't be able to tell them apart, except for one can't, one did nothing and one was <laughs> You might think the opposite of the other one, right? I mean, there's got it, right? You wouldn't Colin know. Johnson uh, is, is going to make this team. Anyway, oh, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, he might be the number five. And James. That's still James in, the, in there, too. Yep. And that's, I'm working down the the, the, the the group to James. Okay. So, and it, no, I'm, I'm glad you brought it up, Truth, because I like James, but he drops you like one out of every four balls. Like, he just does. You know, like, he's got good speed. But, like, me and Chris literally watched him drop two routine balls, and everyone was like – after so, I was pumping up, uh, pumping him up with you too, and then he drops on. I'm like, oh, geez. he did good in the, in the preseason <laughs> game, though. He didn't, uh, he didn't look bad at all. No, and again, it's not that he looks bad. It could be nerves. It could be anything, right? It could be a little rust. I don't know, but it seems like he has a knack for dropping a ball, an easy ball, you know, here or there. And then I guess if you keep continue to come down. <laughs> You know, the, that next group of receivers, there's three or four of them, which is Bachman, Sills, um, uh, uh, number five. Uh, Doss. Oh, Doss. Uh, Doss, which I don't think is going to make the team. Um, and I think Bachman, Bachman and Sills might be practice squad guys again. Let me uh, let me just say right now because of the we haven't gone through the who got cut today, but we I think there's 13 guys now with wide receivers in camp, and history uh, tells us that the Giants usually keep six to seven on the opening day roster. So we still got a lot of guys who can who excuse me fight for that one spot. And Chris had just mentioned somebody that we should talk about uh, who's probably going to be a, a candidate. Uh, a surprise cut. So you can talk about him, Chris. You All just right. mentioned his name. All right. Well, then let's do this, gentlemen. Um, that's been, you know, uh, I'll just I'll put a bow on training camp. The offense still does not look very dynamic, except for Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley is hitting the hole. He looks fast. He's catching the ball in the backfield. He made a couple of nice blocks when me and Chris were there. Um, Saquon Barkley is going to have a nice year. He just, he just, I think whether he stays or he goes, maybe he wants out because he's taking a lot of heat. But to put a bow on it, like I didn't, I wasn't, I thought Jones looked good in his preseason game. He did not look good on, on Sunday in camp, but he didn't look bad. But he didn't look great. Tyrod, I thought, looked a little better, but not great. You know, he, you know, he has a tendency to loft the ball. Tyrod, he doesn't have a lot of zip on his ball. His ball kind of floats. Um, 
Craig, how, how does Barkley look? Does he look quick? Like he has a good yeah. acceleration? Beyond quick. He looks literally like he was like his, his rookie year. I mean, he is stepping in and through the hole like faster than I've seen it. We've all seen the video of him laying out Robinson with the with the shoulder. Um, just he's up the sidelines fast. He's through the hole fast. If he keeps that downhill mentality, I think he's going to have a great, great year. He he looks better. He looks way better than he did last year. Last year he looked slow. Good. Yeah, that's good to hear. So the offense is definitely behind the defense. The defense, I think, from a linebacker perspective and a defensive front perspective, are are loving Winks. You know, go 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 go. You know, type of defense. The DBs. I mean, Robinson. Yeah, we'll leave that for another another show. Yeah. Okay. I. I yeah. I don't know what to do with any of them outside of McKinney and love, you know, and, and Jackson, I'd get rid of all of them. Every one of them I'd probably get rid of. Didn't look good. No, no. All yeah. right. So let's, let's move into, and thanks again for watching another episode of the giants guys brought to you by Astroflave. Uh, of course, YouTube is the giants guys. That's the podcast, which we are doing live right now. Um, let's see here. What's uh uh, it's a penalty now. Harry, what is a penalty now? What did I miss? Uh, Leonard Marshall hit. Oh. Yeah, that's that's my buddy. I know that guy. Oh, hey, Harry, thanks for, thanks for hanging out. By the way, Harry, everything's a penalty now. <laughs> I mean, like, did you watch some of the preseason, preseason games? I mean, like, you know, the quarterback is literally as the ball leaving his fingertips and, and he got hit and they called roughly the pass. Yeah. Everything's a penalty now. And by the way, preseason, they like to set the tone. Yeah. So the refs throw a ton of penalties. But yeah, you're right. That would have been spearing or unnecessary roughness or something. Um, what's up, Sarah? Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely a different era. You can't play like that. You can't play like you actually want to win. <laughs> so, uh, let's talk about the elephant in the room, yeah. which is the the day where you get the um, what would I call it? You get the notice that coach wants to see you in his office. <laughs> you know, you're getting undressed after practice, and what do you get? Hey, um, hey, Ricky Seals Jones Jr. with the guy with the four names. Coach wants to see you in your um, office, and when you get the when you get the notice that coach wants to see you in his office, you know it's. That's got to be a horrible feeling. It's got to be a horrible feeling. And, and Craig, years ago, they used to tell you to bring your playbook. Now they tell you to bring the iPad. Everything. <laughs> <on the iPad. laughs> right. Yeah. That's one hundred percent accurate. By the way, something yeah. not right about that. That's just doesn't you know playbook on a, on paper. That's football. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so. Truth. Let's let's just keep it short and sweet. Give me, um, you know, give me three guys that might be surprise cuts or maybe bubble guys. Give me, give me three guys that you think. Well, how about this? Truth. Do you know everybody that got cut today? Yeah. Okay. Read me the list of everybody that got cut today. Uh, you had the uh, yeah Jeremiah Hall. Yep. You, you had Gavin, Gavin, I think it's pronounced Heeslop. Right. Heeslop. And you had that kid, Austin, is that Prell? Prell. 
Pro, yeah, Pro, because that's Ricky Pro's uh, son. Ricky Pro used to be a good receiver for the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, really nothing spectacular uh, with these guys' surprises. Hall is probably out of the three the only surprise because he he did get a lot of first uh, first string snaps, and they were raving about him. But apparently, I guess it wasn't enough. So uh, yeah, yeah, they were raving enough. Yeah. So. Um, now, with that said, now we have another week to go, and they have uh, five more cuts they have to make to get to 80. And so you asked me to pick three guys, right? Yeah, give me an idea who you think is either on the bubble or, like, in your eyes is just getting a pink slip. Okay. All right. All right. Now, this is all contingent on injuries because there are some guys who are hobbling right now, and um, – they may not get cut because they may need them. <laughs> to be on That's the right. Field. Spit it out, Truth. Just spit it out. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go with Jimenez. I'm going to go with that guy. I have a feeling he's going to be on the bubble and he could get cut uh, possibly not this week, but before opening day. So he, what's he, interesting about that is I agree – that he's definitely a bubble guy and he hasn't shown anything because he's injured every year. We're all rooting for him because, you know, he came from ODU first right. player ever drafted out of old dominion. So it was kind of like a cool story, but he hasn't shown anything. The interesting thing about that truth is he's considered, you know, a um, outside linebacker, but kind of a hybrid DN, right? Cause he can play with his hand in the dirt. He might even play most of his snaps with snaps with his hand in the dirt. Now that they think about it, my question would be: Is if he got cut, or I actually, I don't know what. I'm not even going to ask you. I'm going to give it to you, Chris. If Zemenes gets cut, does that open a spot up? What's up, Jay Bones? Thanks for tuning in. Does that um, open the door up for Carter Coughlin to go back to outside? <laughs> Carter Coughlin, who was a dynamic pass rusher, you know, at Minnesota, played one year at, you know, DN. He was a little bit light because he's only about 235. Yep. They moved him. What's up? What's up, Miz? Thanks for tuning in. Um, they moved Carter Coughlin to middle linebacker to black up Blake because they were desperate for linebackers. If Zimenez goes, Chris, would that impact Coughlin at all, you think? You'd think so, but the one thing that concerns me is he was running with, like, the threes the other night, right, in the preseason. And he's hurt right now, isn't he, Chris? I'm sorry? Isn't, he, isn't Co Co Coughlin hurt? Everything is such in a gray area. He might be on that list. I, I don't know. I, I, I think I don't he know is. Is he? So, I, I don't know. I, I feel like Beavers on the outside and the edge. Boy, Beavers, he was flying around. He's had a great camp as a rookie, so I think he's going to be the next guy in, right? That guy um, – that guy could play both inside and outside. Yeah. I'll tell you, I think Carter's on thin ice. I really do. And he has there's no allegiance to him from the previous, you know, coaching staff. And I like Carter Coughlin. I, I just don't uh, I don't see uh I don't see why he hasn't progressed into you know the second team, even or the first team getting more more looks. I, I don't know. So do you Chris, yes or no? Uh do you agree or disagree? What's up, Chucho? Nice to, nice for you to drop in as always. Um, Chris. Uh, the first player on Truth's roster to be get the uh, you know the heave ho was the menace. Are you oh, yes or oh. no there? 
I'm going to go no, only because he's had a really good camp. I think Zimenez wins the uh, wins that job and uh, well, doesn't win the job. He's going to get a roster spot, but I feel like Coughlin is going to be the uh, odd man out. As, All right, as, don't uh, you that. don't be jumping your turn here. Sorry. Hang on. <laughs> uh, All right, Truth. Yeah, uh, give me a second guy. Oh, so Chris just went with his guy, or just no, no, you, no. You I jumped the guy. I jumped it. Go ahead. Truth. Yeah, you, yeah. You go with your guys. Okay. Uh, okay. And you mentioned you mentioned him earlier, uh, Craig, uh, by mocking his name a little bit, and I think it's going. I think Ricky Seals Jones uh, is a is a very good candidate to to get cut. Uh, that, he's been that hurt. Cat, that cat is, I think, Mike, <laughs> I already think he's on the Jersey Turnpike. I just think, <laughs> I, I think they basically drove, drove him down to like exit like like 10 and just dropped him off on the side of the road. And you know what's funny about that? The Giants are very, are, are the depth at tight end is not very good right now. They got to be careful. So this, this could be where they release him uh, and they may look on the waiver wire and find someone else who gets released from another team and bring them on board. Yeah, Chris was talking about uh, Cook uh, earlier in the week. So Jerry Cook. Yeah, so I'm I'm <clears throat> tremendous. I'm I'm fifty fifty on because I'm he let me down with all his injuries. Um, I remember that I, I sent him on the final cuts, not this week. Yeah, but this you're just thinking Zimenez gets get you know, but but uh, no doubt Ricky Seals Junior something whatever the five names he has. <laughs> um, you know he's he's a goner. Uh, all right, give me your last one, Truth, that you think that might be either bubble or cup. Uh, Jamil Douglas, I think he's gonna go. All right, so why do you think he's gonna go? Just le- like le- like a- odd man out? Yeah, I just thought he he did terribly as a center, and they put that uh, they put that assignment for him. And I think when that uh, again, like I mentioned earlier, health's an issue. Everybody's there. I think the Giants will be fine at guard. I mean, you got you're gonna have Lemieux, you're gonna have Azuzu, you're gonna have Gorinsky. Uh they're gonna be fine at guard. Even Brendison could play guard. So I think I think Brendison beats him out for that spot. Interesting. I kind of see that though. I think that makes sense because he had the shot and he didn't grab the brass ring, so to speak. You know, it's an old school like dumb cliche but he did he, you know he definitely didn't grab the opportunity that he had he by the horn yeah 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 all right so i like that there's a menace one i'm on 50 50 because i don't really i just i don't know what direction they're going in with these linebackers but uh ricky seals jones jr whatever his <laughs> name is and douglas yeah i can i agree with both of those um chris you got give me give me three guys that you think are either bubble or you're like already packing their bag for them. Well, they're not big names, but they're the bottom of the roster, and I know you like one of them. Oh, Austin, come on! Why Austin, you gotta go there? Austin Allen. He hasn't gotten much playing time. We saw him the other day at camp. He, he was in there a little bit, but this is the reason why, and I do think he'll make the practice squad. They're not going to carry Bellinger, who's a rookie, and Austin Allen, who's a rookie, on the fifty-three. They're going to go out, like we, Truth was saying, they're going to go and get a veteran somewhere. I don't think they can carry two rookie tight ends. So I like to see, I like the size. We talked about his red zone ability, but I think he gets released, if not at the 80 mark, he'll get released at the 53, and they'll break, they'll try to grab him and put stash him on the practice squad. I am full heartedly disagreeing with you because <laughs> if you let go, listen, well, not that I know anything, I'm a moron, but what I will tell you is that there's not a shot you release a six foot eight. 
tight end, and no one picks that guy up. There is a team right now that said, teach him one play, end zone, throw the ball at him. No one's going to let a six foot eight tight end that that they're paying like I don't know. They probably gave him like two Twinkies and, and a pack of subway cards. Like literally, they're like, "Here's your here's your easy pass, some Twinkies, and this will get you on the on the subway." Like six foot eight, he'll never make it through waves. But he, he did go undrafted though, Craig. Right? I mean, okay, nobody... I I agree, but he's in the league now, so yeah. he's there oh, right now. Yeah, um, we'll see. But so, I, I I hope he gets on the practice squad, but. I'm, I, I, I am, um, Mark Thompson says, um, yeah, Joey Bones, he's huge. Mark Thompson says, um, Atkins is going too. Wow. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll throw that up there. He says, uh, Seals, Jones, and Atkins. Mark, mm. that, that's, a, that's a very real possibility if, what do you call it, who they like, uh, Myrick is, uh, has moved his way into the second spot. You he know, did a good job uh, blocking when he played that yeah. the other day. But you <laughs> know what may happen, job. guys? They may hang on to a couple of these tight ends that initially get cut. They'll make the 53. And then that Monday, five guys are coming off that 53 roster because they're going to be canvassing in that waiver wire, grabbing tight ends. All right. We'll keep them till they can get somebody right. better on that Monday. Well, I'm, not, I'm definitely not taking your your uh, expert advice on, on tight end. <laughs> Nobody no. said it was expert. It's, it's, <laughs> what else? It's, you an edu- it's an uneducated guess. How's that? All right, fair enough. <laughs> give, me, give, me a, give me another guy. Okay. We were there the other day, Craig, and I know I was getting a little annoyed. He dropped the pass again in New England. Keelan Doss. I'm surprised he's still on the roster today, actually. So interesting is that he tries really hard. I mean, the dude runs great hard routes. He's always in some kind of mix up. He's, you know, he's he's trying to fight for the ball in traffic. I mean, he's a hard worker. He just he just doesn't make the plays you need him to make. Right. You can't trust him. You got to be able to be dependable. Third and six. We've seen it how many years now with uh, number 88 who left town. I don't want to say his name. We can't take it anymore. We need a, <laughs> that guy to catch the ball when we need it. And he can't. I don't trust him. And you know what? If he made the team, he'd be buried on the back end of the depth chart running on special teams anyway. You wouldn't see him a game unless five of our guys got hurt. So he wouldn't be contributing anyway. So that's another reason why he'll be gone. I don't even know what specials he does. but yeah, he, he might be a gunner or something yeah. like that. So, you know, he'd be nah, that he's, he's, he's going to be gone. He's, he's gone. What yeah. else you got? That was, those are two new. Give me, do you got anything in there that's, that's like Give me a shocker. Give me a shocker. Oh, the, uh, I don't have a shocker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't have a shocker. I'll tell you my third guy. You're going to mess with me now. Not what? a big deal. Not a big deal. Joshua Corbin, the running back from Florida that's State. That's all you got? <laughs> Listen, we have depth problems. We need everybody. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah, need yeah, everybody. Yeah. We need the we need we need the roster at the back end. So, in terms of a shocker, you tell me who who give me a shocker. Come on, Craig, give me well, somebody. We talked about the one. The shocker to me would be well, the first one out of the out of the gate would be Carter Coughlin because the guy really can rush the passer. He's a little bit light light at two thirty five. <laughs> but hear me out. My thought is, and Chris, I told you this. I think at training camp is. For you folks that are maybe a little bit on the younger side, you know, in 2011, they ran what they call NASCAR. I'm sure you've heard about it. They ran NASCAR with big, fast guys to chase the quarterback down. So it was like JPP. It was Justin Tuck. It was – they had one one big guy, which was um, maybe Chris Canty. Um, 
And then we bring in uh, Dave Tolveson. And we've interviewed Dave. He's a, he's a quality human, good guy. But Dave could get going. He had an unbelievable motor. And when, yeah, we interviewed, um, when we interviewed him, he said that Tuck used to say, hey, Dave, can you come in here and take the double team so I can get the sack? I mean, <laughs> you know, so I thought Carter Coughlin could be a guy that could draw a double team, you know, and in his pass rushing ability is great because he does bend pretty well around the corner, uh, uses his hands pretty well. He's a little bit light. A big tackle gets his hands on him, he throw him around. So Carter Coughlin as a middle linebacker is not bad, but now that they've got McFadden and Beavers, and Beavers is more of like a weak side linebacker, an off-ball cover linebacker, but who doesn't tackle great, but I think Carter Coughlin could be one. Um, I definitely don't think that Atkins is making it, and I don't think that Ricky Seals Jones Jr. something or other, I don't think. Uh, yeah, Mark, I know Coughlin is the backup on the depth chart, but what we're seeing like at camp when they line up is Beavers is, uh, uh, Beavers is starting just as many snaps as Crowder. So Beavers is, is really coming hard after Crowder's job. And uh, Blake was absent from camp for whatever. Uh, I heard COVID. I heard family things. I heard, um, I heard he's got to, you know, they're bringing him along slow. I heard a bunch of stuff. I have no idea what's wrong with Blake. But guess what? McFadden had a fantastic game against New England. So all offseason – Truth, you heard nothing about McFadden, right? Oh, not much, no. And then he played like a rocket ship the other night around the ball. Yeah, so, well, Mark, you are correct. that On the depth chart, Carter is um, Blake's backup, but that could be changing very fast because of how well McFadden uh, played. Cam Brown, the guy's never starting. The guys, no. the guys just special teams. Special He's a very good special teams player. He'll make. The that's team. the reason why he'll make the roster. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Let me let me just throw in since since uh, Chris wants to play vanilla, you know. With, with uh, I'll give you Carter Coughlin. Uh, if you want to think game. Carter Coughlin's a shocker, I'll give you Carter Coughlin. Then I guess he's a no. shocker. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the 53 man roster. I think because of necessity and what the GM Joe Shane needs to do to get more money, I think you may see Slayton get traded or for a pick or whatever. Hopefully they can get something for him. I think he's going because, you know, I think he has like 300,000 dead money only. And he has like 2.5 million. Yeah. They can throw on him on there. They, he may need to get somebody, uh, you know, sign other guys. It's not a, it's not a bad pick since all of a sudden the Patriot game came and guess who was running with the ones. To show Slayton, things, yeah. why do you put him? Why do you put him with the ones? The audition. Got to show him off. Yep, that's right. But would you consider that a shocker? Would we all be shocked? We no. Won't. He's the next Engram in line. Well, he's the next one with the a little bit more than does. A little bit more than does. All right, <laughs> wait, wait, let me set it up, guys. Titans opening day. Giants down by two. Third and six. I can see <laughs> it already. Slayton right in the bread basket pops out. Oh. <laughs> fourth down, fourth and five drops it. Well, well, yeah. Okay, so yeah, we we definitely all agree with that. Carter Coughlin maybe on the bubble or potentially, um, you know, a, a cut candidate. 
Um, I, I think, um, you know, all the DBs, I think they're all, I don't, none of them will be like, like you're not going to get rid of Robinson or anything like that, but no. they're not very good. So, I mean, if any of them go, I wouldn't be shocked because they're, see, you know what, Chris, and I, uh, truth, I told Chris this for 40, 50 years, they used to teach, you know, opening up your hips, running down, running stride for stride with the receiver. And when the receiver got eyes got big, looked up for the ball, you snapped your head, turned around and come back and you played the ball. Now, because they got rid of face guarding is no longer a penalty anymore. They basically played back through the, through the receiver's hands, trying to knock the ball out. And they lose that, that battle all yep. the time. Like I, I don't know why they don't, teach the old school method and all these DBs, they just think, Oh, I'm fast enough. And I'll just, I'll just face guard them. These guys are so athletic. (laughs) You just reach over the top of them. Um, I'll tell you, Evans look worse than Robinson. Than than, uh, Robinson. (laughs) And and that's hard to say, you know, I couldn't believe it. I I mean, you might as well put me out there because that's the same results would have happened. Hey, truth. That's a great point because I think we're going to have a hard time keeping up who's on the roster at the cornerback position because with the waiver wire, I think it's going to be revolving door. One day this guy's on the team, he's out. The next one's coming in. It's going to be that kind of season. Now, right. Rodarius Williams. He's ready to play soon. I want to see him get some, get some uh, look there at the, uh, other spot with Rob. So do I. I have to see oh, yeah. these guys. Yeah. So do I. I got one shocker for you. And uh, I don't know how many they're going to carry, but I wouldn't. What about Brightwell? He looked good. I thought he looked good. He's not. He's going to make the 53, but he won't dress. How's that? Because you're going to have four. You're going to have uh, Barkley, Breida, Williams. Brightwell will make the team, but he'll be on. Uh, he, he won't dress probably a lot. I don't know. If I, could, I, I, I could see him. I could see him being a bubble guy. Go ahead. Yeah, just, just remember, you know, they, they still have that COVID rule. You could you could have 55 on game day. They can have two extra guys every game to come. So whoever that could be, it could be anybody uh, from the practice squad, whoever they have. Just, just to know, just so you know that. And then another. How do you know that? There, there's, there's, you know, the other two, which again, they're not shockers, but the Giants don't have a roster full of shockers, right? <laughs> we don't really have have that. But every single day, the two guys that are always listen for for two years, we've been talking about the two, the, the same two guys, Bachman and Sills. I know. And we've been talking about these cats. They're, they are like cats. They have nine lives. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be tough for them, I can tell you that. Yeah. But here's the thing. I was always pro-Sills for a long time. I don't see it anymore. You know what I mean? Where where I watched Bachman return like, kicks and punts last year, Like I I feel like Bachman can do it all. Like He can play special teams. He can return punts. He can return Got a lot punches. of heart. Got a lot of heart. Runs great routes. I mean, Sills to me doesn't play special teams. I don't see him. I just don't. See, I know he's Jones's buddy. Maybe that's strategic. I don't know. But I just, I just don't see him as having. Like he doesn't contribute. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't see that happening. You know, that's why well, CJ Boyd's going to make the team because he can. He's a great uh, gunner. Yeah. He can, he can play special teams, and Sills can't do something like that. That's what hurts him. And, and Bachman's going to come down to the wire, and I'm rooting for him. Tony, we don't know what's going on with him, right? If he's not going to practice for a while, Shepard, we don't know the timetable. Although it's 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 actually moving pretty well, he may be 
sooner than later. Will so, you be ready for opening day, Chris? Did you hear no, anything? No, I don't think so. No? Uh, I heard some I heard some chatter uh, that it could be possible, that he could be ready by opening day. He's See, I thought, I thought there was a timeline for PUP. If you weren't off the – if you were still on that, then you had to wait till like before the week or something. The, yeah, before the regular season, he can come off any time. Okay. However, once you play that first game, I believe it's four weeks till you come yes. off. So okay. we have to be okay. active right before that week one. Um, yeah, Bachman Sills to me again. They won't be shockers, but they're definitely someone. I guess the bigger shock, the biggest. I guess again, I, shockers definitely not the word, but uh, uh, Richie James would be the one that I would say would be a guy that you thought was going to come in here and rip it open and and really just shock everybody and just be a baller. And I don't see it. I think he's got heart. He's got speed. But I, I'm, I'm not wowed. You know what I mean? I'm not like, whoa. He's Score the touchdowns. Play. That's going to help him. He's right? shifty. Shifty, right. Very good. Um, how about uh, Truth? Is there any player that you just want cut? You want off the <laughs> <laughs> I think we covered that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Didn't we mention him already? <laughs> Uh, I don't, you know, I have no animosity against any of these guys, but um, I just don't understand, you know, certain guys while they're still on the team like him. And as is my biggest question mark, I know he's been playing better this, this training camp, but I just see if everybody's healthy, who they got, you know, they got Roche, you got Ward. And if, if Smith, Smith even got praise for his play. I mean, you're talking, you're talking depth there. That's, I think I just mentioned of uh, uh, five guys ahead of uh, him and that you can't. How many guys can you keep? You know. So Mark, Mark I'm gonna pop this on the screen here for you guys because we were just talking about it. Mark oh, said, Shepherd. I heard Shepherd October first. Okay. Which, which by the way, is is what I I had heard basically Halloween. So that's at least in the month of October. So I think the, if he's on pup. That would give him four weeks in September, and then he'd be ready to go. So thanks, Mark. I appreciate that. Um, oh, also, Mark is on fire today. CJ Board has got to be on the bubble because right now there's really no place for him as a wide receiver, and they've got enough guys to return kicks. You may get down to Bachman, uh, CJ Board, and Richie James. Yeah, Board, all fighting for the same spot. Now, nah, Board's going to be a special team. He's a gunner. He'll make the team. Yeah, but they don't need him if they have Richie James. A gunner. He ain't gonna play wide receiver. He's gonna play special teams. I'm saying, but Richie James is not gonna start either. No, but he'll be like a guy. He'll be a guy. He'll come in and take get some snaps. I mean, he can be a starter. No, absolutely. But I. But you think you? So you think CJ Board just because he's a gunner and just like have- just like Cam Brown. Just the only reason why Cam Brown's making the team because they they've done well in special teams. Okay, good point. But I'm gonna play devil's advocate. Is C.J. Board is the seventh, maybe the eighth wide receiver. I agree with that. Where Cam Brown plays, can play outside. Not that he's a good inside, but he can play weak, weak side, like where, where Crowder plays. Like he can play outside if he has to. He can play the strong like Blake does. Like he could play them. I don't, not well. Okay. But when you think about linebackers, you know, we got five. Um. I know this isn't Joe Judd's team anymore, but you still got to have guys who can play special teams. So, <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. Know. Well, that's why I said about Bachman and Richie James; they both can play special teams. That's mm-hmm. why Sill, uh, guys like Sills, guys like Zemenis, and curse you on the Austin Allen thing. He's going to make the team. <laughs> we got to put a little side bet on this. 
What is his side bet? He's at tight end. I don't know. That might be tough. He's going to get somebody. I think he's going to find somebody in the waivers. I still have my over-unders for you guys. Okay. 3,500 <laughs> yards passing, 500 rushing, uh, KG five and a half touchdowns, KT 700 yards, uh, 35 sacks, Tibbs six and a half, Ojolari eight and a half, uh, picks for uh, XMC, uh, numbers of wins. I got all your stuff right here. <laughs> um, thanks for watching another episode of the Giants, guys. You know, we were a little bit late today, so we're running a little bit longer than normal. Um uh, nygiantsbrush.com check out the cool content there um we've got leonard marshall shirts really i don't want to keep saying over but really hope you guys will talk to your friends and buy these shirts because we really want to support this guy about filling up the stadium with 70s t-shirts so mara's like wow i made a really good decision cool. yeah Man. awesome you know what i mean and i'm only one guy and these guys all have you know they're only one guy there's, there's only five of us six of us here at rush and we got lives just like you guys. Well, you know, so there's only so much we can do. So if you know anybody that would love, listen, one, please subscribe to the, the YouTube channel. It helps us out. Um, we really, really support that. Two, I got to say, I, I saw Jay Bones is in here. I see Mark. I see Tom. I see Tuto. I see Sarah. You know what I, what I need from you guys? Because you guys are always here. And some of you other guys are popping in and out. What I don't understand, and someone educate me, okay? Harry, I see you. Um, educate me. So some of you folks, we do interviews and nobody watches the interviews. So one is I can't figure out, should I stop doing interviews? Because we're known for our interviews. I just interviewed David Wilson last week and only 150 of you people watched it. I have 8,000 plus people follow me and 150 people watched our number one draft pick in 2012. So my, my first thing is, is, do you guys want me to not do interviews anymore? Because you guys aren't watching. So, which is fine. I just would like to know. Because I always thought you guys loved the interviews. Um, what's up, Sarah? Second second thing is um, is uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Like, it helps us out, believe it or not, be able to do what we do. It helps us out resources. So, tell your friends to pass it on. The third thing is you guys never make any comments in the comments. I go to other YouTube channels and there's strings of Besides Tuto, because Tuto, if you're out there still, you you put like eight comments for everything we always do, and we love you. Thank you very much. But if you guys are out there watching the show or you watch the YouTube channel, um, uh, um, you know, jump in the comments and say great show or what do you guys come up like? Have some dialogue with the team. Those are the kind of things that help us out as a show. And and yes, um. Mark, watching the interviews, we try to give you guys really cool interviews, but no one's really watching them lately. Now it's summertime. It's off season. I get it. Just want to ask you guys, you can put it in the chats. Um, but when 150 people watch the Wilson interview, Chris, does that not like odd? Yeah, it is odd. Cause he's, every, he, he's such a, a recent player as well. Besides, you know, 2012 is not well, 10 years ago, but we all know David Wilson. We all know what happened with him. But we know the story, right? Yeah. yeah. And he flashed so much. He was electric. Craig, Craig are you talking about when, when you're watching live or when people watch it later on? Later How on. Many views? Okay. Like views later on. Like, you know, we, we do these interviews. Like, don't get me wrong. You watch like a Dan Orlovsky or a Daniel Bellinger, you know, like those things take off. Right. But there's some really good interviews that we have. And um, no one makes any comments on the YouTube channel. There's no one in the comments. The comments are cool, guys. 
talk to everybody else, get their opinions in the, in the YouTube. So follow, subscribe, you know, drop down in the comments and tell us what you think. Like, Craig, that sucked, or that would be great. Or can you go chase this guy down? Let us know who you want us to interview. Um, we need, we, we really need, um, we really need that feedback. So no, not the live show, the recorded show truth. Like how can 150 people of the 8,000 people that follow me don't watch, you know, only watch the David Wilson interview. Like yeah, I I mean, was cool. first round draft pick who basically has to have um, fusion in his neck after two years. And, and let me tell you something. I read his scouting report and there's no way he runs a four, four, nine, 40. Watching that guy run, there's, there's no way. He was fast as hell. Oh, my gosh. No way. Yeah. And you, and if you watch the interview, guys, uh, you want Joe Morris? I'll track down Joe Morris for you, Tom. I mean, uh, uh, Mark Thompson. I'll track down Joe Morris for you. I will do that. Um, what do you call it? Um, he missed going to the Olympics by a by a centimeter? I mean, that's insane. I know. <laughs> so how about this? If you guys have Facebook pages out there, I'm not a big Facebook guy. If you have a Facebook guy, post on a Facebook page or a Giants page. Let them know we're here. We get we uh, we need as much support as anybody does. So I I, I don't want to beg or, or plead, but hey, tell a friend, tell a friend, put us on your Facebook page. Uh, let people know. Oh, J Bones, I listen. I'm gonna pop this up on screen here. Oh, Shocky. <laughs> yeah. All right. So 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 J Bones, check it out. I'm a huge hockey fan for my father, for my dad, for father's day, 10 years ago, maybe 15 years ago. I bought an authentic. Now look. So I have this helmet here, right? Um, it's just a replica helmet. They're not real pads inside. Right. And it's autographed by my, the player I hated the most, Olivier Vernon. <laughs> okay. Um, but I bought my dad an actual Giants helmet signed by Shockey. Loved Shockey. Okay. Like, yeah, he was his own worst enemy and he wanted the ball all the time. But yes, J Bones, I have tried Shockey probably six, seven times and nothing. Like, you know, um, J Bones, if you get, you get me to interview Shockey, I will pay you to get me shocked. I, and I'm serious. I will, I will pay you a finder's fee to get me shocky. I'd love that, but I do need you guys, uh, um, any support, you know, like again, follow, subscribe, you know, engage, um, in, in the, uh, the comments, um, post on your Facebook pages. Let us know. And Instagram account is on its way. I had one and someone hacked it before I launched it. So I can't get into it. So I'm going to create a new Instagram account. So I hope you guys are cool with the gram. The IG stuff's coming. TikTok. I have a TikTok of, uh, account that Tommy had. He just turned that over to me. And if you guys don't know, we brought on on uh, Nikki Six, which which I call. Yes, we brought on we brought on Nikki guys who will be rocking the fantasy stuff. I'm not a fantasy guy. Don't take this the wrong way. I yeah. freaking hate fantasy. I cannot root for the Dallas Cowboy tight end and the Eagles defense. I can't do it. So, but Nikki, who crushes fantasy, uh, JPP, he's still playing. Until he retires, they don't allow us to interview active players, you know, unless you have credentials. And even then, you're covering a team, not interviewing the team. So, um, I would have loved to uh, interview JPP, uh, Tuto, but it's, 
it's not, I'm not saying I can't when he retires, just not yet. Um, all right, guys, let's move on to what you want to see against the Bengals. Right? That's our next game, correct? Yeah. Yeah, Chris. Sunday. Yeah, so uh, I want to see the uh, – here we go back to the offensive line. I want to see the offensive line continue to uh, plug guys on, plug guys in there, like Bredersen, if Max Garcia has to play. Uh, who knows if Azuda will play. Um, we, we don't really know what the story is with him. Lemieux will probably be out. Um Feliciano at center. So Feliciano's playing. I want to see a push with him. Let's run the ball over 100 yards again. I think you're going to see our starters go maybe to the second half because ideally this is like the third preseason game yeah, where guys yeah. play. Um, so I think you're going to see a little bit more, uh, you know, of the, of the starters. Let's go to halftime, you know. I was looking at my Twitter and my friend Joe uh, DiMarzio says, you know, Victor Cruz, anybody get me Victor Cruz, I'll pay for that too. <laughs> um, and, and, and you know what, heck, I mean, uh, Rodney Hampton too. I, I tried to reach out to him, but uh, yes, um, I agree. Offensive line is definitely something you want to see gel Chris, because you go into game one, you know, with the, all this uncertainty, if your line doesn't gel, right. Yeah, if I could add one more thing, I'd like to see Colin Johnson continue. Let's see him how he, how he does against the first team defense at the Bengals. Okay. Now, let me ask you a question. You're not expecting him to be anything more than a four, correct? Colin Johnson? Yeah, I would I would think four would probably be the right spot for him. Okay. Him or James will get that. You know, that I think that's the comp- competition right there for that fourth spot. And they could be interchangeable too, guys. You yeah. Know, be, you know, if you're inside the 20, you gotta you should probably go with Collins if you want to do red zone. I or, agree. Yeah. You know, it all depends the situation. Two different spots, but yeah. Um, they probably both make the team. I agree. I got them. I got them making the team. Of yeah. yeah. I mean, it would be shocking if, if, uh, Johnson didn't make the team, I would be quite shocked on that one. Uh, Richard James things. Like I said, he, I like him, but if he doesn't make it, I'm not going to be crushed. Um, truth. Anything you want to see against this Bengal team that you didn't see last week? Well, I want to see I want to see my secretary play better. That's the darn sure. Um, and we all know who the guys are. I want to I want to see a little more passion, a little better coverage. Um, I also I also want to see somebody just show up, like who we're not expecting, like maybe maybe someone like uh, uh, let's see, let me think of somebody uh, like a tight end, just just show and just have a really good game, you know, just hopefully get the ball and really put some numbers up. It's just something different. You know, that's what I want to see. You know, like Bellinger, let's just say Bellinger. Let's, let's, let's see him get like maybe eight targets, get like six receptions, you know, something like that. That would be, that would be freaking awesome. You know, know, maybe get 60, 60 plus yards. That's, I'd be happy with 10 yards a catch. I, I, I agree that I'd like to see them unroll Bellinger a little bit. Yeah. He's only been targeted like five, six times all a camp. Yeah, okay. guy's a good blocker, and, and uh, you know, let's let's just let's get you back some traditional scene pass as far as they're saving him for Tennessee, Craig. What's hey, 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 Tennessee. They don't want anybody to know. <laughs> Teams do that, Chris. That's true. They do that. Listen, that's fine. I hope so. I, I, I'd oh. like to see some offensive prowess. Is what I'd like to see. I mean. 
Okay, so I'm at football practice an hour ago, you know, and I'm working with the running backs, and one of the the coach's son says, I'm wearing this Giants hat here. Uh, what's up, Danny? Awesome to see you guys are, are still still live. I'm sure I missed a, t- a fun. Yeah, of course it's a fun one, Dan. It's the Giants guys. It's all, I'll put Dan. Let me put Dan up on here. He says, I'm sure I missed a fun one. Yeah, look, for one, Dan, of course, because we're always fun. And secondly, yeah, we started a little bit late because that was a football practice. And the story I was about to tell you was, so I live down in Eagles country, and uh, I'm at practice, and I'm wearing this black lid here, the blackout Giants logo, and uh, the coach's son says, hey, your boy looks good against New England. And I'm like, who's my boy? He's like, and he goes, Jones, you look really good. And I'm like, are you just, are you messing with me right now? He's like, no. He goes, I thought he looked really good. And it dawned on me that only the Giants fans hate Jones. And like, the rest of the world was like, the rest, the rest of the world was like, he didn't look bad. He, he, he had some zip on the ball. He threw a couple nice slants, you know, and, you know, he, he did a decent job, which he did. I don't know if he's the guy. But he's going to get as much rope as possible, yeah. you know, or leeway as possible. Yeah, so so he can try. Look, here's the number one thing I want everybody to remember. I want offensive prowess because I want Jones to actually like. There was okay. Let me hit the reset button. There's so much subbing in camp that nobody gets to gel with anybody. Like Jones is in there throwing a goal they one that one play, and the very next play he's throwing to Alex Bachman. <laughs> and like, like the offense needs to practice by themselves in a bubble with nobody around. Like you, you know, it, you know, I'm, I, like there's no consistency, like none. They just keep rotating guys, rotating guys. Like Jones needs a hundred snaps, but he gets 10. Like it's, it's absurd. Like, I mean, you nobody gets the gel. Just throw the ball at the tight end. As Mike just said, five, six times. Throw the ball at Galladay eight times. Like, get some consistency and some flow. But they don't. They always look all dysfunctional. They're out of whack. They even fumbled the ball at the end of, of camp, like the exchange from the center to, to Jones. Like, that's like the number one thing to get you cut. They did it twice, Craig, when, when Webb was in there, too. <laughs> they did it like twice in a row. And yeah. it wouldn't look good. So I'm looking for offensive prowess. I just stuffed the ball on the Galladay a bunch of times. When I was a kid, they said, if you can't stop it, I'm going to keep running it. Just keep throwing the ball at Galladay so you know he can catch it. And then when you're done with that, throw a bunch of screens to Barkley. And when you're done with that, throw a bunch of long balls to Slayton. Like just, I don't know. I just want to see some offensive prowess. Because let me tell you, they're going to lose 40 to nothing because – they got some of the best receivers in the game. You know, like they're going to be throwing. If, if Burrow plays, he's, he's not playing. Out. I heard. No, he's, he's not playing. Yeah. Okay. I heard a lot of guys, starters aren't playing for that. Well, Burrow had appendicitis. That's true. Yeah. So I don't know if he's ready to go. Now, Craig, I don't want to jump the gun, but next week will be interesting when the Giants scrimmage the Jets, I believe, on the 25th. So they haven't scrimmaged in 10 years and it was a brawl that, you know, the whole New York, you know, football thing that in a wait scrimmage a will be pretty good. I I gotta disagree though. They don't that, that on a, on a quote unquote scrimmage, but they play them in preseason almost every year. Right, but the scrimmage, 
seems like when they when they practice together, like a lot of teams today, there was a brawl. I think it was the Panthers and Pittsburgh. No, Panthers. Somebody else had a big brawl. Okay. Uh, it might have been New England, but it seems like these scrimmages they get a little more feistier than the actual games. So, yeah. yeah. Real, real quick, one. I know, I know, we're ending here, but you mentioned his name. Are the Giants going to keep three quarterbacks? You think? On a fifty-three man roster. Webb, they haven't done that in a long time. No, and Webb is realistically, if you read the story. Uh, Buffalo was going to hire him as the QB coach, right? You know, which is a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar a year job, or he, can, <laughs> or he can go play, try to play, you know, play backup QB for a, you know, for league minimum is nine hundred and fifty thousand. Truth, he'll make the fifty-five, right? Fifty-five, and then on game day, he won't, he won't dress, and he'll he be dress. help coaching. He'll be help coaching on the sideline. <laughs> yeah, two and three birds and one stone, right? Is that how it right. goes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jay Bone says that it was uh, it was New England. They had the brawl. Yeah, I heard it was bad. I didn't see the video yet. Yeah, like yeah, I don't like the web thing. Basically, you know, he's beer. He's here as a as a uh, you know a, basically a coach coach player. But you know, in his defense, you know, you want to make two hundred and fifty coaching QBs, or do you want to be the backup QB, carry a clipboard, and make nine hundred? Which is like here's the, the other point, guys. Daniel Jones has yet to play a full season, so at some point, are we expecting him to be injured when you're going to need him anyway as the backup to Tyrod Taylor? So in that case, you might as well keep him because the pattern seems to be Jones who can't complete a full season. Yeah, and that extra two spots is probably be very important. Right. So for that, I say, yeah. for that purpose, yeah, yeah. Jones has just got it. Like the thing that I got, I got into it on Twitter with a couple of guys today is that if Jones succeeds, it doesn't mean that you win more games. It doesn't mean that you lose games. But but his success does not ride on winning. The guy could throw for four thousand yards and twenty eight touchdowns, and they still could only win five games. Like. That's what people don't understand. It's making me bonkers. Yeah, like, that's true. They're, they're, they're two exclusive things. The quarterback success can propel you to wins, but he can have success and you can still lose because your defensive backs are terrible. You know, you've got, you know, you've got um, injuries that get in your way. You've got, you know, a half-ass wide receiver group. He can throw the snot out of the ball by 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 screen passes to Saquon Barkley. You guys realize that that counts, right? If he throws a, a five yard pass to Barkley and Barkley goes ninety five yards, it's ninety five yards. Pass. He, only yeah. threw, <laughs> he only threw for five. What you folks don't understand that is that mm -hmm. if he throws a ten yard pass and he runs, the 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 quarterback gets that yardage again, unless something's changed. <laughs> no, no, it hasn't. So, been. So the, the, the big-time numbers don't equate to wins all the time. You know, how good are you in the red zone? Well, the Giants have been abysmal. The Giants have all rookie defensive backs, basically outside of Love and McKinney. You got rookies in the slot. Darnell Holmes was hurt for a year. He was a rookie two, uh, three years ago. Flott's hurt. You know, Robinson basically is a rookie because he missed all his – right? How many games did Robinson miss last year, Truth? 
Uh, he missed a lot. I mean, I can't keep that number, but he missed a lot of games. He missed like eight. eight well, yeah. no, yeah. maybe more. Maybe eight or maybe nine. Maybe more. I thought it was more than eight. Because he came back after the abdomen surgery, probably at like nine or ten games in. Yeah. Yeah. So those people are getting all over me. Look, I, I wanted to be straight with you folks. I don't know if Jones is the guy. I don't know if Jones isn't the guy. I'm supporting him because he's the quarterback. I want to win because I'm tired of sitting there in the rain and snow, you know, in the cold, <laughs> watching crap football. So, of course, I want him to do well. And if he, you know, but again, if he does well, you're talking about maybe a franchise tag. If he does yeah, bad, they cut him. if he does mediocre, you know. Same you know, thing. And the other thing is this, guys, Tyrod Taylor has been in the league for 10 years. He's historically a backup quarterback. He's yeah. only six feet tall. He, he, uh, uh, he, his ball, he's accurate. His ball's got, doesn't have a lot of zip on it. It, it tends to float. Um, he's, you know, but total professional, smart cat, knows the offense because of the whole Buffalo thing. Great locker room guy. I'm rooting for Tyrod too. But the Giants are going to have to go out most likely and draft a guy like uh, Van Dyke from Miami or, or uh, I don't think they'll have like, – I think they're going to win seven, eight games. I, I don't think they're going to be able to – I'm not a Stroud guy anyway, but if if Young and Stroud go at the top, no. you know, and if the Jets now have a quarterback with a broke with – with a torn – you know, whatever, MCL. No, I thought it was just uh, – uh, Meniscus. Meniscus. They, they cleaned it up. Yes, yeah. so he'll be back. Uh, Craig, real quick, Dan puts down, we know Jones isn't a guy. No, we don't know. I don't know why he says that. He must know something we don't know. Yeah, we know Jones isn't the guy. Yeah, uh, yeah it's Dan. Dan's just going to do that. Um, like, at the end of the day, like you want him to succeed. I don't know between his between um, Jones's faults, right? The wide receiver's faults and a young offensive line. It it doesn't equate to a lot of great things. And he's not going to carry the team. Um, you're basically in a really odd spot. Is you know, can you coach Jones up with Kafka and? Dable to eliminate the mistakes that he was making. Do you have a couple playmakers that are going to win you some games? Like the Giants haven't had any playmakers. Barkley's back, and you're hoping Tony's back. I don't think Galladay's a big playmaker. He may grab a ball or two. Big deal. And Robinson, uh, you know. Oh, thank Robinson you. Too. Thank you. You're hoping for Robinson and Barkley and Tony to be the playmakers because they haven't had any playmakers. I'm not. I'm not waiting on Galladay and 74 million. He just stole from the Giants, and who, for all I know, he may just, you know, go fishing. You know what I mean? But if Tony's healthy, Robinson's healthy, and Barkley's healthy, you got some playmakers. Jones will have to elevate his game to get them the ball. No idea what what, what he's going to do. No idea. But they're still going to have to look at a quarterback one way or another, right? It's just it's it's inevitable. If you don't want to pay this guy all that money, but I want to be clear that if he has a great year, it doesn't always equate to wins. Wow. Yeah. Right. Am I crazy? And that, and that shouldn't sure, be the right reason. On. And that shouldn't be the reason that you don't bring him back because the Giants end up, let's say five and five and twelve. You know, if he talks yep. four thousand yards, like you said, Craig, and has a good ratio, you know, touchdowns and 
uh, NITs. He's gonna. He's, they, they're gonna bring him back. Yeah, I mean, if he throws for thirty-eight yards, uh, thirty-eight hundred yards, and twenty-eight touchdowns, and don't, and only eleven interceptions. Like it's a good year, but yeah, it's and the not- Giants are losing 35-31 because the Dory Jackson went down. They have nobody. Uh- <laughs> yeah, or a Dor- yeah, or a Dory Jackson drops three interceptions in his hand, <laughs> you know, or like whatever it may be, you yeah. know. Like now, we hope that doesn't happen. But I'm just saying that right. a success from the quarterback doesn't always does it equate to wins. Sometimes, you know, Jones is not an elite quarterback. I've said this a thousand times. People just want to argue that there are five, six, seven franchise quarterbacks that get paid like franchise quarterbacks. They can elevate a team to go to the Super Bowl, and they can win the Super Bowl. Then there's a next tier of quarterbacks that get paid. I stress again, they get paid like their stars, their star quarterbacks and struggle to get to be an elite. You know what I mean? Like like Kyler Murray and Tannehill and, you know, Kirk Kirk Cousins. And, you know, these guys get paid like elite quarterbacks. But they're highly unlikely to win a Super Bowl unless they get put on a Super Bowl caliber team. Those guys do not raise the level, you know, but they get paid. They get paid like those guys. Like if Jones is a, can be a middle-of-the-road quarterback, like I know that's not what you want. I get it. But if he's a middle-of-the-road quarterback and you got stars, Robinson turns to be a star. Bellinger turns in to be a star. Barkley uh, gets re-signed and turns into a star. Those guys, then your quarterback's in a good spot. If I put Kirk Cousins or Tannehill on the Giants, do they win 10 games? I think so. Truth? Mm. Cousins, maybe not Tannehill. Cousins, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, yeah. Who was yeah. in the, play, the playoffs last year? Cousins or Tannehill? Tannehill. Henry. <laughs> Henry was he hurt. He did, he did. Yeah, I mean, Tannehill is a perfect example of what you're saying right now because he has a, he had a great supporting cast when Tennessee made that run. Yep. I mean, great supporting cast on both sides of the wall. I mean, so that's a perfect example. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. You know, somebody say something. Hang on, I missed I missed one of these comments. Watson was playing at an MVP level, and the Texans were terrible. Yeah. Well, we're well. That's because he's basically a sexual predator and. <laughs> You know, that guy should never be allowed to play again. Again. Um, Don't go back, Greg. Don't go back. <laughs> uh, hey, listen, how about this? If I do something wrong once, I'm like, uh, okay. I do it twice. People are like, dude, you, are you dumb? I do it three or four times. Now I'm like, eh, it might be something wrong with him. 20 to 29 times, you got a problem. You have a problem. Mm-hmm. And shame, shame on the Browns, I, I think. I really do. Yeah. Shame on the Browns for signing him, going after him. Yeah. Guaranteed yeah. money. Can't. Yeah, you give him a big old blank check. Um, what do you call it? Um, all right. So we're gonna wrap up pretty, uh, uh, pretty much here. Look, whether Jones, like I said, does well or not, we need him to do well. We want to win. We want to have a better season. Um, it's gonna definitely depend on what this line turns into. It definitely, Dan's got to be get the ball out of his hand. He does still hold the ball too long. Chris, did we not see him do that in camp? Yeah, you and I both. We, the, the, you've always heard, and you guys have heard this, and everybody's heard this. That's listen, that internal clock. You've heard former quarterbacks say some guys just don't have it, and that concerns me with Jones. Does he have that internal clock where he has to? He knows he has to get rid of the ball, and we saw the other day he holds on to it. And can he feel the pressure? 
That's the other concern I have with him. He doesn't feel the pressure. And they say you either can feel the pressure or you can't. I feel like Jones doesn't have that. But oh, that's that's a biggie. That's a biggie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, you know, um, yeah. I mean, he just – and he doesn't have the supporting cast. I mean, he just doesn't. When, like, Tony's well, always hurt, you know. Listen, yep. if Tony's not hurt, Barkley's not hurt, you got an offensive line, again, like – there's a lot of keys. That yeah, there is. We beat him up a lot, but he's had no stability for the time he's been here. I mean, that's the one thing he's had gone through coaches, gone through offensive line coach, uh, offensive line systems or offensive systems, different offensive lines. Guys hasn't worked out. I'd like to see him with some stability and see what he. Yeah, can do. It was just once, right? Just yeah, once. Right. The key to all this right now, and we could kind of wrap it up on this. The key to right now is what Kafka lets him do. He threw slants, right, and quick passes got the ball out of his hand. Um, you know. Yeah, Dan's a spouting off as usual about internal clock. Can't feel the pressure. Rah, rah. Can't feel the pressure. He's got pressure every. He's got the 29th ranked offensive line. Yeah. Um, but um, you know, you, you gotta have a supporting cast. My big thing is, can Kafka put him in a good enough spot? Get the ball out of his hand. Get the ball out of his hands. You know, use 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 your playmakers. Barkley out of the backfield, right? Kafka is the key because he, you know, he's done it with Mahomes for four years. You know, look who's who's the number one receiver in Kansas City when, outside of uh, Hill. Well, I know Hill's gone, but it's Kelsey. We finally got a, you know, like we finally got a tight end. There should be enough that he could be service a serviceable to better than serviceable to winning games. Start Just remember this: if they can run the football, that's going to help him in the passing game, obviously, because it, it it would slow down the rush, right? They have to respect Barkley, right? So yeah. that's key. So that's like you said, Craig. It's it's key. They have to be a balanced offensive team. Again, it comes down. Wrap it up with a bow. Thirty-eight hundred yards, twenty-eight touchdowns, 11, 12 interceptions. Still doesn't mean you win ten games, right? He could have a successful year. Still doesn't mean he wins games, right? Um, the, the team has to win win games, right? The O line's got to be there. The receivers got to be there. We don't have any dog wide receivers, right? So, like guys that just snatch the ball, yard, you know, getting yak yards after the catch, that kind of stuff. So it, it could be a year where we're we're kind of pining away for a lot of runs because Barkley looks healthy and fresh, and we we definitely know that we can run block, right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. great job, guys. We used to do another episode of Giants, guys. Again, please subscribe, please follow, please jump into the comments. Fill, tell us what you're thinking. If you want more interviews, pass them to your friends. Let people know we're, what we're doing because I'm, it's a head scratcher to interview all these great football players and you guys aren't watching it. I don't know why, but um, you know, I, I, I'd love to see you guys get more involved with these interviews because the players respond to what we do, but they also love the fact when we bring them back and we do – you know, more stuff with them, like we do with Chase Blackburn or like we do with Leonard. Uh, last but not least, Leonard Marshall Church. Monday, September 26th, the Giants play Dallas. We're going to kick Dallas's ass in MetLife. It's going to be the Ring of Honor game, so I hope you're all going. Um, and please support. The money goes, I told you, to a, to a great foundation, Leonard Marshall Foundation, security on college campuses. Um, the 20 bucks for the unsigned, 35 for its signed. I'm going to his house tomorrow to get these these guys signed because today was media day. So if you haven't checked out, they made the Giants made the announcement. Seven people, Ring of Honor. Did you guys get a chance to watch it yet or no? I didn't see it. I go didn't. to go to Giants.com and watch all the video. Yep. Truth, it's awesome. All right. 
Um, and that's it. It's late, way late. <laughs> Wrap, wrapping it up. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week with Nikki uh, for some fantasy. We'll drop in the belt guy. We'll drop in Spartan Mike. And uh, hey, who knows? Maybe we'll have one of the Ring of Honor um, inductees like Leonard Marshall. Wow. And you, and you got to get me on with Nikki. Oh, man. At one point. Truth's like, I got to talk some fantasy. <laughs> oh, fantasy football. Fantasy. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks. Thanks for watching. Love you, All right, later.